I've, uh, I've had it with Twitter. I probably will still post links to videos or the odd story that I find compelling, but I've, I've pretty much had it. It's a toxic time-wasting echo chamber building cesspool and I'm done with it. YouTube is much better because I get to say what I want to say uh, properly, even though I don't always get it right, even though sometimes I change my mind. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at today. And uh, I announced that I was quitting Twitter. And of course, I thank everybody for the positive comments. Very nice. Thank you. And I'm still here, still going to put out videos when I can. But part of me feels like it's inevitable. We're going into the techno dystopia communist um, control tyranny soon. I think it's inevitable. I did a video a while back called They Hate Us. I don't know if you saw it. It was about the techno dystopia and how they're going, going to bring it in, what the component parts each are. Uh, it wasn't a complete picture. And when I made that video, I thought to myself, I really thought, we have 10 years probably before they're going to try this. That's what I thought. So I believed if I started early and made it clear enough of what their vision is, I thought we could prevent it because personally, I don't think they're anywhere near developed enough in the technology to pull it off. I really don't. For example, I don't think these quantum computers they talk about, I don't think they're real things. Their 5G grid is not installed. Bitcoin is still a ridiculous pipe dream at this point, like to be used for regular commerce. It's outrageous. But, but, it really looks like they are going for the first stages of it, which would be to have us humans uh, kind of psychologically ready and physically prepped to be part of the Internet of Things. And the Internet of Things is one of the huge components of the fourth industrial revolution, which is the thing that I covered in They Hate Us. So, yeah, I, I still think they're years away from putting it into practice, but I do think they are getting the groundwork laid. And I never thought about the possibility of using a, a fake pandemic to scare people into compliance. That, that they hate us video is very depressing as it is, but I, like I say, I just touched on it. I just touched on the overview of what it, what it would be. In that video, I mentioned virtual reality. I said, uh, you know, people are going to reject this. They're going to look at this world view, and they're going to say, no way could they bring it in because no one would do it. Well, guess what? We're seeing, we're, we're testing that notion right now with the pandemic. We're testing it. Because the fourth industrial revolution 
will be a world in which we order everything online. We don't work. We get a basic personal income. Is that what they call that thing? And uh, they euthanize the sick. They euthanize the elderly because they don't work out in a green economy and an energy-balanced economy. Um, Fines, law will go. Regular law, innocent until proven guilty, court of law, judge, law books, a, a defense, a defense, that's gone and over with in, in the fourth industrial revolution because, because the technocrats believe that once you're hooked up to the internet of things as a human being, um, there will be an ironclad sort of trail of your movements and what you do. So why would you need judges? Why would you need lawyers? Why would you need laws? They're just going to put rules. They'll be embedded right into either your phone or the chip. Because you guys realize, right, the phone is just like a giant-sized chip that you voluntarily carry around with you and you pay for right now. You realize that? And then they're going to just shrink that whole thing down and, and have it attached to our bodies, whether it's these quantum dots they're talking about where they inject dye. It's not really dye, though, into you and track you, or whether they uh, embed the chip under your skin, almost at birth, I would assume. And that'll just be that. That'll just be that. So yeah, law and order will be gone. They're already putting into place the telehealth thing, and they want you to do your doctor's visits through Skype. And some people say that there's upsides to that. Maybe there are. But I want you to all think about the fact that Bill Gates owns Microsoft. Who owns Skype? Microsoft, am I wrong? And whereas before you would go into a doctor's office and you had privacy, you could tell him anything, show him anything, you're naked, you're lying on a table spread eagled, he's looking at things. Whatever happens in that room is private. And in order to get access to that information, there's whole procedures you have to go through. And usually people don't succeed. But if you are trying to build a, a type of human that's able to go onto the uh, internet of things easily, then you would need all, all people's medical data to run your stupid models and run your stupid AI quantification and qualification tests on people. And what better way than to have the raw data through the digital form, which Skype would give them, and then you just plug all that. The, the AI does it for you. It does word searches. It, 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 imagine the whole time, too. It's probably taking your temperature, your heart rate. It's looking at your eyes. It's judging everything while you say to your doctor, oh, I've been having uh, lower back pain, so I would like a prescription. And a Skype is capturing all of this. Then it can make a giant medical database can sort out people into categories which ones will work best in their fourth industrial revolution society and you know the worst part the worst part and the reason that i'm quitting twitter anyway not youtube not yet is that most people want it most people want it. They might say they don't want it, but they won't even give up their smartphones. They make a million and one excuses for that. 
a million and one. But most people are uh, believing the lies of the media still. And in his press conference yesterday, Trump said, yeah, everyone's like cheering on that he showed that montage of videos of the fake news media. Yeah, that was lovely. A lovely little science fair project. But what he said was, after I'm gone, I hope you will all fade away. Speaking about the media. So what does that tell you, everybody? He has no intention. There's no method by which uh, he can... He, 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 there's no method by which he intends to take down the media before he's gone. There's also the very concerning fact that the technocrats and the globalists, they, they would love nothing more than to decimate the proper media. I realize we all kind of want it now because they are a pack of liars. They're vicious, horrible, uh, immoral liars. And who knows who's paying them to be that way, or maybe they're just naturally like that. Maybe they're very stupid, I don't know. But the thing about losing the mainstream media, the legacy media, is we actually then turn it all over to tech, yet again. It's a trap. It's a tarp. <laughs> Shout out GLP. It's a tarp. We don't really want to lose the media, the real legacy media, which has lawyers at the ready and insurance policies and can send its reporters um, to, to lo on location with security and the whole bit. We... This is important to democracy. Scott Adams and many others, many other shills. I, I view Scott Adams as a total shill. Who's he working for? <laughs> Himself, I guess, because Scott Adams two years ago announced that he was going to get into making apps. That was his new business line. Like he doesn't already have enough money. But now he's out there saying that, I guess we just have to face facts. We can't have privacy anymore. We can't because of COVID. We need to be tracked. Let's just face it. That's what he's saying. In case you don't know who Scott Adams is, he's the Dilbert guy. I was at the post office earlier today, and now the post office, uh, it's in a little drugstore near where I live. And now we have to wait outside for them to come and answer the door. And then we tell them what we want. And the girl tries to hand it to us while like staying as far away from us as possible. It's really pleasant. Every time I've been at that door waiting, there's been someone else, at least one other person there waiting with me. And today, the first time was a total Karen. <laughs> Karen is the name given to busybody, fearful women who just love to run around enforcing the rules, no matter whether they make sense or not. They, they're tattletales. They don't have any common sense. They're just vicious little bitter enforcers, order followers, right? Anyway, first time there was one of them there, and thankfully she was quite outnumbered by the rest of us who just rolled our eyes. That was kind of fun. But today, it was just me and another guy. I guess he's about my age. He was about my age. And from talking to him, I know that he lives with his mother and has a sister in town and a son. And he said, first thing he said was, my son won't even come and visit me. My own son. I can't see my grandkids because my son is so scared of the virus. 
And then he said that his sister uh, gets groceries for the, for the mother sometimes. And that the last time she did it, she phoned from her car and said, I've just put the groceries on the porch so you can go out and get them. And she didn't, she stayed in her car. This is heartbreaking to me. This is horrifying to me on so many levels. But, yeah, and, and I, I guess I get a lot of messages, tons and tons of messages that I've done a good job and I've helped people red pill their family and, and things like this. And this used to make me so, so, so happy. I guess it makes me happy still, but what I'm... Uh, what I'm worried about now is that, it, it, that, it, that it's a done deal. I think it's a done deal. And let's say, like, let's say somehow you, you were in some kind of nightmare scenario where there was a guy going around stabbing all your neighbors at night. And he was absolutely unstoppable. You knew he was unstoppable. Somehow you knew about this. Would you go tell your neighbors? I mean, what's the point? What's the point of telling them? Is it better? Look, guys, I know how depressing this is. But... If, if, your, if your neighbor or your child or your parent is going to get stabbed to death in their sleep, do you want to wake them up just, just before so that they die in horror? I don't. I don't. I don't. I kind of think the world is already... Like, the world is already divided into the wheat and the chaff. And there's no point. Like, unfortunately, there's way more chaff than wheat. There's way more sleeping people and, and straight up bad people. At least there's enough that they have overwhelmed the good people. Let me say this, too. Good people good people if we ever want to get out of this I think what we have to do bad things do I mean illegal things I wouldn't say that but things considered bad we have to be stronger we have to prepare when I was a single mother with a little kid, I moved into my first house. Um, I bought my first house and uh, I couldn't sleep well for a month because just the way my house, the house was laid out, my daughter's room was closer to the stairs 
coming up to the upstairs than my bedroom was. And I thought to myself, you know, I have to be attentive because if someone snuck, broke in and snuck up the stairs, they could get to her before I even woke up. So I've slept really lightly for a long time till I got to know the noises of the house and all that. And the other thing I did was I sat there, I, I, I laid in my bed and I made plans for how I would deal with any intruder. I bet you a lot of women have done this. I bet you a lot of, maybe men too, probably. But one of the mental preparations was to steal myself psychologically for trying to kill someone. Like I imagined if I grabbed a candlestick that I, I, I would have to tell myself, don't, don't try to hit him just to knock him out. Try to kill him. Because I'm probably not strong enough to kill him in the first place. But the other thing would be like holding back. I would hold myself back. I know I would because I'm a good person. Because I only want to do the minimum damage just to keep myself safe. If I had this candlestick and I gave him the hardest whack across the head and he fell down, that I should go hit him three or four or five or ten more times in the head so that he wouldn't get back up. I trained myself to think that way. And in some ways, this is so sad. And I don't know if this is unique to me or what, but I'm just being honest with you. I go out into the zombie world right now, the lockdown world where everybody's standing silently on these strips of tape to get into stores. We're waiting in the cold, freezing wind. We barely talk to each other in the lineups, for God's sake. Everybody's so scared of one another. And it's terrifying to say, like, I'm not afraid. I'm not... They have made strong people weak. They have made unafraid people act like they're afraid. This has been the story of the last 20 years. Go along with the lie. Go along with the lie. We keep thinking, oh, God, that scene in 1984, I mean, it's just about to get that bad. You know, uh, where they torture Winston, the main character. They torture him. How many fingers am I holding up Winston? And Winston wants to tell the truth. We all would. I mean, I say to you right now, how many fingers am I holding up? Audience. And you think to yourself, four. But in the 1984 world, they want you to say some other number. They want you to say whatever number they want you to say, even though it's a lie. And this is a raping of your conscience it seems high, it's so extreme, like we would never do that. But we've been doing it. I myself had to do it. Well, we all still have to do it. I still have to do it in certain situations all the time. I mean, first it was, you know, you can't question the narrative of 9-11. I'm sure there were things before that. And you just couldn't. And you had to sit there at dinner tables with people talking about this with the lies all embedded in the conversation and you had to go along with it. How many fingers am I holding up, Winston? That's what 
the boot stomping on the face forever is. And our families do it to us. Our families will purposely troll us almost, just like the guy holding up his fingers. So they'll say to you in public with a new person at the dinner table or something like that, what do you think really happened on 9-11? They'll ask. And they know, they know they're holding up the fingers to you. They want to watch you lie. They want to watch you choose between, between telling the truth and then getting beaten on for telling the truth. Or they want to see you betray your own conscience in front of them. And they get off on it. This is the exact same thing with trans. It's ma'am! They'll scream in your face. And you have to go along with it. How many fingers am I holding up, Winston? The Q people are doing this now too. Trust the plan. Don't question POTUS. How many fingers am I holding up, Winston? And now, you know, I thought, I thought things were improving. But then the Wuhan virus came along, the China virus, coronavirus, COVID. They can't even keep a name for this thing. And all the people with the power are saying that this is probably going to last forever now. They'll just spring up a new strain, an outbreak of the COVID, just like in 1984, where they said, oh, we have to do this because we're at war again with East Asia or whatever the country's name is. And it's all lies. It's all lies. They just want the reaction out of the public. And that's why I'm quitting Twitter. Because I am once again finding that there are people from all angles, all angles, even people on my own side, asking me, how many fingers are there, Winston? And if I don't answer how they want me to answer, they're going to make me pay. And I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. Because it is not just coming from trolls and shills. It's coming from everyone. Everyone wants their way or the highway. And there's too many lies. We can't even know what the truth is anymore. I believe that this is, I, well, what can, what can I tell you? What I believe is they've done their, their best move. This is their most restrictive, unbelievably tyrannical uh, um, move. They have basically put us all in prison. They're so cruel that we're in these quarantine situations. We have neighbors spying on us like the Stasi, ready to report these Karens. And we, but it, if they cared about us at all, if this was really about health and well-being of people, they would at least be encouraging us to have family get-togethers, repaint your house, get everyone together. Like, 
what a glorious chance this could have been for everyone to take a weekend and, okay, what do you need at your house, Aunt Martha? We'll build you a new shed this weekend. And then everyone goes to Uncle Bob's house the next week and we put in a garden patch for him and whatever it may be. Learn a new skill. We could teach each other skills during this time. But no, we can't even meet together. Although I say just go ahead and meet. Just go ahead. You got a new baby granddaughter or grandson? Go see them for God's sake. We'll get to that in a second. But they've closed the stores. You're supposed to order online and most of the stuff is sold out or the companies are saying, uh, oh, we, yeah, it's all a mess. We have no idea how long it'll take to get that. Co- still costs for delivery. What if you just forget a, a hinge or a, a your hammer breaks? Then you got to wait another week it's just, and, and some places are banning seeds. This is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah, I wanted to say about the grandchild thing. Like, as I've said, I hear from a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. And a trend that I've been hearing is mothers who have woken up and they are losing their children to this world. I think that that is going to happen sadly, sadly, sadly. I think one of the worst things that's going to happen of this fake pandemic. And and when I say fake pandemic, I don't mean that there's not a flu virus going around. I mean, it is not a pandemic. The numbers are proving it. If the mainstream news would admit that, this could all go away, but they don't. And political leaders are using it for political leverage and control. And corporations are using it. Look at how the corporations are using it. Small businesses can't be open, but oh, Walmart can stay open. The huge, giant, mega corporations are sucking up all the air in the room now, aren't they? And as all these businesses go bankrupt and all these properties become available, all these market share becomes available, BlackRock or some other giant hedge fund is just going to come in and vacuum it all up and entrench this system further. We'll all be eating their their, their almost poisonous fake crap food soon because they're the only companies that are allowed to operate. Have you heard about all the farmers having to get rid of their onions and their, not just onions, fruit and veg and beef and milk? I even have farmer trolls coming along when I say that. And I show farmers going through it. And I show uh, Thomas Massey, representative in the United States, I show him talking about it. These are reputable uh, people in the industry. Farmer sh- fake farmer shills will come along and go, that's not true. Nobody's losing their farms. If these farmers planned properly, they would be fine. Whatever, whatever. It's a block festival over on my timeline. But yeah, parents are saying they're losing their kids. And I mean, I told you that story about the guy whose own son won't come over, scared of the virus. So are you going to hold up? Are you going to tell me how many fingers there are, Winston? Are you going to fight for your kid? They're not going to believe you. They're not going to believe you. And in fact, it's going to drive the wedge in deeper. There's areas where my own child and I, I mean, it's... The world gets them. I'm sorry to say it. The modern world gets them. 
And we're going through such a revolution in the way everything works that the gulf between how we understand the world and how they understand the world is just, I don't believe it can be filled In the movie 1984, if you didn't go along with the delusion of the majority or the, the, the vocal minority, whatever it was, the control system, if you didn't go along with their narrative, they would torture you to death. They put you rat, you know, they'd attach a rat to your face with a cage and, and it would eventually chew your face off and just different horrible tortures like that. And it's, we think of that and, and we think of the physicality of that. We think of the horror movie shock value of that. But what do you think it feels like as a parent to have your own child be the one holding up the fingers and making you tell them a lie just so they'll feel better? And your punishment, if you don't, is they won't see you anymore. They won't let you see your grandchildren anymore. They think you're crazy. They move on with your life after the investment you put into them. The hope you had for them. The sparkle in their eyes. When they knew that you were smart. When they understood that family was important. But the world has gotten so many of them. And not just parents and children, of course, siblings and all, all relationships, best friends, all of it. There's so much strain. Either you believe the lie and go along with them or you lose them. That's the choice we're facing. Would I rather have a rat gnawing on my face? <laughs> I, I would if it meant that all of our kids could have common sense and not be, not be totally consumed by fear and not believe the lies that the government and the news media are telling them. I would gladly do that if I could save, save the kids. Kids, they're like 30. Oh, guys, this is pretty bad. I... Not in a good headspace. And I think it's time to start building the world that we want to see. And it's going to be horrible. It's going to be very hard to do this because... After my family left Quebec, the Quiet Revolution, which was a Marxist revolution, basically, which empowered a certain group of bullies, delusional, crazy bullies... It empowered them. And then my family, because we were Anglos, we spoke English, we were villainized. That was another case. That was another classic case of how many fingers am I holding up, Winston? Because what they wanted from all of the English-speaking Quebecers, they wanted us to say, we have abused you. We have stolen your opportunities. We have held you down. We have treated you badly. And we're all rich and privileged and we have the jobs that you deserve and the power that you deserve. That's what they wanted from all of us. 
It wasn't true. My grandfather was born in a place called Shitty Village. That's what it was called. And he dragged himself out of poverty. Dragged himself. He worked his fingers to the bone. He worked 40 hours a week. And then he would come home and he would build, he built houses. He dug out the basements by hand. When he was a kid during the Depression, he used to chase the coal truck, he said. And if pieces fell off, he would gather them and then he could bring them home or sell them. But the Francos in Quebec turned to all of us just because we spoke English and they accused us of stealing from them, of abusing them. Anyway, that Marxist revolution happened and we all ran. 800,000 Anglos ran from Quebec. Some Anglos stayed there and they're still being abused today. I don't know why they don't leave. I guess it's Stockholm Syndrome. They believe it now. They are so filled with shame that they believe they de- that's fine. I mean, they, they somehow do deserve to be treated like second-class citizens everywhere they go in Quebec. So we ran, but the Marxist revolution continued, fomented, got bigger, got deeper. And now, as I said, there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to run. But that doesn't mean I need to stay in the Twitter ghetto where we all just complain about things as if it's the first time it ever happened. Tim Pool is the absolute worst for this. Every time someone gets deplatformed, Tim Pool is like, it's begun. Oh my God. Who's next? So what, listen, my first solution, Polly, you're so negative lately. What's your solutions? My first solution is get rid of your smartphone if you can. And really think about whether or not you can. Because a lot of people are addicts and they're making excuses like heroin junkies, I swear to God. It's ridiculous. Trouble is now lockdown, right? You can't get a different phone. Oh, see, they closed the gates. They closed the gates. Maybe move to the country. Oh, it's too hard because of the lockdown. They closed the gates. Get some extra food in. Remember at the beginning? Do you remember how many conservatives were mocking people for getting extra food and toilet paper in? And they believed the news that there's not going to be shortages. We're restocking the shelves. You can't get vitamin C. You can't get toilet paper. You can't get flour. You can't get yeast. You can barely get meat half the time. Surprise, the media lied to you. Surprise, the controllers told you a fib. And you jumped right on board because you were trusting the plan. You didn't want to look like you were being fearful. You didn't want to be a greedy hoarder. Well, let me tell you something. God gave me a gift by this train blockade that we had in Canada. Do you, you probably don't even remember this. But there was a rail blockade. It went on for weeks. It was totally illegal. No police moved to move... I think it only happened one time that the police came in to move the illegal blockade off the train tracks. But now they're moving quickly to get people off the street if they're not social distancing, right? Anyway, that was a heads up. And I thought to myself, well, all of our goods come from the ports and we're not near the ports. So they're going to travel here on trains. And if the railway is blockaded, I might want to stock up on some things that I use all the time and that I would really hate to be out of. So I did. And I wasn't a hoarder. 
I just got, see, four times the amount that I needed of these things. So when the, when the conservatives and the trust the plan people started saying, don't stock up, I thought that was absolutely ludicrous. Smart. So people are talking each other out of being smart. People are scaring each other with fake panic stories. And uh, a lot of these people used to be on our side. You know, Jordan Peterson is supposed to be the guy who understands the conservative mind, right? Well, he's totally imploded. Let's not even talk about that. But the thing that he did at the beginning when his popularity was at its height is he started an online personality profile thing for conservatives. It was very, very, very extensive. I, I wanted to do it, but I didn't want to do it online. I didn't want to put that information out there uh, digitally. And I wrote to him about it. This is beef. He never wrote back. The, the company never wrote back. I asked if I could get it to print off and just do it. And no answer. And I thought to myself at that time, that's when I started to question Jordan Peterson. Because what was he really doing with that information? Profiling conservatives? And he said something in... I don't know when, just after Charlottesville, he went on Joe Rogan's show and he totally threw people under the bus, in my opinion. And one of the things he said in that interview was that conservatives are very concerned about cleanliness. They have a high disgust response. And one of the things that would get them, like it got the Nazis, he said, was germs, germs. So one of the things that could turn the right to totalitarians was a was a, an epidemic or a pandemic. He said that after he'd had all that information to profile his conservatives that you guys paid for. Everyone needs to be Look, here's the bottom line. Systems aren't bad. It's the people inside the systems that are bad. And when I said earlier, we're going to have to do some things that are not good. One of the things we're going to have to get really good at that seems on the surface to be a bad thing is extricating liars and hucksters out of our midst. We have to do it. We have to stop giving people so much benefit of the doubt. A little benefit of the doubt, sure. We need, our, we need to use discernment. We need to remember what it's like to discriminate. We need to be able to tell who is operating from integrity and who isn't. People don't have to be perfect. That's not what I'm saying. But look, we overlook way too much. And it's, it's the good people's job to sort of point out and push away those who would sell out, those who would give up their values for fame or ego or money or any of it. We have to. That's our job. Right now we have empowered all the people who are ready 
to throw humanity out the window for a sake of a rule. A rule. A rule based on what? They don't care. If the rule is there, they'll enforce it. That's how they operate. We need to build a parallel society. That's what they did. That's what they did. So we need to do it as well. So that we can go around them. The trouble is right now, how do we find the people who, who want to, who will step out of the comfort zone and do that? I have a dream. My, my biggest dream is that we can find, and this is so ridiculous. I mean, I know it won't happen, but there's lots of little towns scattered around rural America and Canada, lots of little towns where the houses are very, very inexpensive, but they have just the, the enough infrastructure that it could be kind of self-sustaining. Some of these places have lots of homes for sale all at once. I would love to pick one of those towns. It doesn't matter which one. And, and everybody move there. And we start this parallel society. <laughs> And we push back. We, we, we don't even push back at first. At first, all we do is we preserve. We preserve knowledge. We preserve history. We preserve tradition. We preserve Jesus. We preserve skills. We teach each other. Small engine repair and crop growing and animal husbandry and survival things because... I don't know about you, but this being cut off from everything has made me realize I never want to be in this position again. And it's very late for me to get started. But that's what we have to do. That's it for me. That's it for me. I may be back with a dig. I hope I will be. But... I need to get my house in order. I need to really think some things through. I need to separate myself from the poisonous lies that are out there. Because this is a hand showing four fingers. And nothing, nothing you can do will make me say otherwise. And I feel it now, coming down like it did after 9-11... We're all going to have to say, this is five fingers. We're all going to have to say it again. I, I don't know if I have it in me to do it. So, sayonara Twitter exchanges for as long as I can keep away. And hopefully, hopefully I just completely break the habit and forget it even exists, quite frankly. All right, everybody. Until next time. Peace out. Be kind to each other.
Hello? Hi, it's Deborah. Hi, Red. Yeah. Okay, we're recording. going to discuss this evening, Leviathan and cryptocurrency and nanobots and nanoparticles yes. and <laughs> all of the above? Yes, that's, that's exactly what we're going to discuss about. We're going to discuss okay. about Leviathan yes. and the relations of Leviathan, Leviathan to AI technology and okay. what it details as far as the Rockefeller uh, Agenda or scenario, they say. Gotcha. So, yes. which consists of four parts: uh, the Leviathan system, the, the Leviathan AI system, mm -hmm. is a surveillance system. It's a neural net of its neural net matches that of the cabal tree. Yes. There's four steps: there's step mm -hmm. lock, there's clever together, and there's smart mm -hmm. scramble, and there's hack attack. Okay, lockstep lock is the world government tightened down government control or more kind of like a, an authoritarian leadership, dictatorship type, where, but, it, 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 but by group, committee, kind of like a central committee. And then smart scramble is economic. It takes care of the economic situation and where algorithms are used to uh, predict and control commodities, movement of commodities, uh, logistical support, and that's what that does. Gotcha. And the next one is smart, uh, that's what Smart Scramble does. Clever Together is AI or ID surveillance system which consists of uh, which consists of GPS. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean it's basically clever together. It's, it's basically what you have discovered, and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Now the last one is smart scramble, and it applies into clever together, and they combine those two because scramble smart scramble deals with five Gs, five G tech. Social tracing, IP numbers, GPS locations systems, and bracelet identification systems, and dermis tattoos. So that's what that's what is detailed, and that's what they are pushing out among the masses under the disguise of COVID nineteen. Gotcha. Yes. Well, it's, it's bringing in the mark of the beast. Yes. And with every every type of agenda you could attach to Leviathan, I mean, everything is attached to Leviathan. Everything is attached to the data that is going to be pulled out of a human being through Leviathan. And then you just put in control, monitoring, like you were talking about the GPS, like you were talking about uh, every type of human movement is what they're doing is what they're called data mining. And that's where the, uh, the system comes into play, too. They take the human body and what you do when you're doing a task or any type of activity. I don't care if you scratch your nose, okay? It will be that when you your movements, your activities is what they call mining, data mining. I know it's very confusing, you know, but you have to just think, 
it's making an energy, but the energy is going through this type of tech process or this type of program that it, it creates a type of energy that goes into cryptocurrency and then every activity you do. So it's, it's, a, it's basically a server system. It's a, it's a server that is taking all the data in from each individual human being. And then that's just one agenda. The other agenda is, you know, the monitoring and the surveillance of who's, who's doing what 24-7. And then, of course, it is the beast system within itself and, and uh, pulling up the, the mark of the beast. So very, very busy, very, very busy in a lot of ways through this one plan. Yes, yes. They are taking it to a different level because of the social distancing that they're doing and uh-huh. by regulating certain steps like here in the United States it's a little different from the rest of the world the uh-huh. way they're doing it here in the United States is there you go by certain levels I believe there are four levels and if the increase in what they are calling coronavirus increases they control uh-huh. the population by either putting them under quarantine or moving them out of quarantine it's basically control controlled Uh by a narrative of a virus, of all things. And with the rest of the, with the system that they have in place that that they use through uh, the World Economic Forum, the Council for Foreign Relations, the Cato Institute, uh, Davos, uh, Bilderberg, everybody that's assembled into this are involved in this. Now, Yes, there, there was a video put out by Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, uh-huh. and it's called, uh, I think it's called uh, Trust the Plan, LOL, and I, yeah. I would I would suggest everybody go, it's on YouTube, and everybody should, I suggest you go listen to that for the very simple reason he explains why. Now, okay. because of the way they use their narrative in the political sphere, I believe uh-huh. that's where the father has allowed the strong delusion to happen because they control the narrative and the perception through the media. Like we said, right. their plan here is to control people through these four principles. Right. And in order to do that, each principle has to have some kind of AI technology. Now, Leviathan, right. very simple. Leviathan is a self-aware AI quantum computer. Now, there is a book that was put out a couple of years ago where they had, he had talked about the Leviathan system had lost or actually uh, gained excess of containment. Otherwise, they lost containment of the AI system, which made it worldwide. Now, the surveillance system itself with Leviathan also hooks up with Sky, uh, Starlink, which is was put up by Elon. Elon Musk, but there are other systems. That's the reason for the space force as well. All right. So yeah, there's a there's a massive amount of different things attached to all of this, but they all they all go to the same uh, the same agenda. I mean, a lot of smaller agendas are actually very big agendas, but they're all attached to the main one purpose. Uh, let me interject something you were talking about as far as how uh, this goes back to when we go back into politics. For anybody out there, when we're talking about uh, politics, 
we're not saying that everybody in um, and I don't politics. Let's just say politics. Or in there are good people trying to do good things. Okay, so so we're not disrespecting all or everybody in quote unquote politics. Agreed. There are good people still trying to do good things that are on good platforms, but they're dealing with a very fallen, fallen system. So, um, but as long as, you know, and I say that because I know that, um, you know, people and, and of all different kinds are trying to do, do as well and as good as they can to help other people. And they have a good heart and they're trying really hard. And maybe... Maybe I'm sure that they are being used by the Father in different ways to help people to understand what they're actually dealing with, good and evil. And that's the bottom line. Yes, and that's the thing that we have to understand, the nature of the fight, the nature of the battle as far as understanding how the world system is. See, the world system, the last empire is a system. It works through the principles of AI. This is the reason why... There are very few select because we're dealing with two different types of groups. We're dealing with those of what are known as the seed of the woman, and we're dealing with those of the seed of the the serpent. Now, this is all biblical that what we're talking about. Now, we're talking about how they're implementing this into the world because this is mentioned in the Bible, especially in chapter 13, about the mark. Why is that so critical? Because the Father wants us to understand the movements of what, how they're doing it because they have given us information themselves. They're telling us what they're doing. And if it's up to the people to see what they're doing and, and correlate it. That's why I always push, read your Bible because this way, correlate what the Bible says according to the end times to what you're seeing happening in the political realm. and But you have to be very careful for the very simple reason. They use politics in such a way, and I'm talking about the seed of the serpent, they use politics in such a way to divide. They also use it, what's known as the Stockholm Syndrome. They also use the Hygelian dialect. These are implementations that they used to control people through politics. Now, like she said, there are good people that are trying to do some things. But we have to be, and that's the reason why we, we keep back from politics, because we want, we're looking at the beast system itself. That's what our concern is. We want to concentrate on what they're doing and not what, what the human aspects are doing. But we have to understand that because of the deception that they're using through their narrative, because they use both behavioral and psychological operations on people through these different platforms like 5G's, uh, smartphones, telephones. They're all, it's all being primed. We're all being primed to be able to accept the mark willingly. Father and the deceiver and his 
offsprings, you might say. Yes. Um, and, and the fallen angels, that's, that's, they're against the Father. That's the bottom line, okay? All this other stuff that we experience on a day-to-day basis and has gone down from one generation to the other, and it's, it's changed, and it's been tweaked and, and, and twisted. And so anything to do with organizations, any, you know, like everything from the Masons to, you know, all sorts of, of different organizations and peoples and different things that people get involved in, the banks, the, uh, the Federal Reserve, politics. The fight is in each one of those between good and evil, okay? We've got to keep it broken down to the most minute thing, though, which is when you boil it down and you look in the pan, what's left is it's a battle between good and evil. It's a spiritual battle that is manifesting into this physical realm. So when when you can wrap your head around that, you can really see that it's, a, it's not as complicated as it seems. People make it complicated. Yes. Spirits of deceit make it complicated. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And um, so we've we got to fight in these different areas, but in the spiritual realm to make a difference. We can fight all day long in the physical realm, and literally it's not going to move anything. But if you fight in the spiritual, and then, yes, you know, you might have to fight in the physical, but as long as you are fighting in the spiritual so you can actually discern what the truth is in all of this mess between the, the fight between good and evil. Yes, and that all uh, that all comes from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit yes. will guide us through that information that correlates in the Bible. That, and that's the, that's the what we're looking at. We're looking right. at a, we're looking at from a spiritual standpoint a system that the Father, in His own words, said will arise, yes. and it has risen. Yes. And we have to we have to understand the nature of them, what they do, Correct. what they say, how they say it. Yes. And that's the thing we're yeah that's the that's the reason why politics is such a trap because they know that they can divide people by using politics. But the, now the rest of this, as far as the technology part, that's right. coming, and that's the thing that we're going to fo- that we're focusing on. Tonight, it's this. It's because we want you to understand why social distancing and why they have to have surveillance and why they are putting about the surveillance system under the Leviathan AI system. Because it's all connected for the very simple reason that they have they did it, they did it, they did it. They've taken over the world from its leak from its standpoint of using. Flight of hands, or you can call it uh, the shell game, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. even the the game Go, uh, which is an ancient Chinese game. Strategically, right. there's this battle going on between the father and the fallen. Right. It's the, 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 you know, all of these technolog- technological devices um, that have come to this time that we live in, every, every generation has... has jumped up in knowledge but this was the only time in in all of this world that the tech has gotten to where it actually 
is equal to a certain degree with minds of people. Where people can, they might not get technology too well, but they still are conditioned and programmed to accept it readily. That's, this was the only time that the, the B system could emerge the way it is on the scene. Because the B system is all artificial intelligence, which artificial intelligence, AI, is the fallen. This is their offspring. This is the bloodlines that have attached themselves and used artificial intelligence for their host bodies, per se. This is a way that they could as closely as possible, which they yes. love to copy the father. This is as close as they could copy the father's omnipotence through artificial intelligence. And you know what is artificial intelligence is, is embedded in? It's embedded in the Internet. It's embedded in everything connected to the web, everything. But once, quote-unquote, AI, the fallen, decided to perform their own learning, machine learning, where machines learn off of each other instead of having to be coded by man. Basically, they code themselves and they learn off of each other. Um, this is a manifestation of the entities. This is the entities through, quote-unquote, tech to manipulate the world, to manipulate mankind, to do their bidding on, on what they want to be done uh, in a prophetic way. This is the beast world. This is a fallen world. And the deceiver knows how much time he has to a certain extent. He knows it's short. He doesn't know the day of the hour. So he is getting all his things in line. The people, we are to the beast system nothing but a, um, a monetary figure. And in this monetary figure, we are digital currency. We are Bitcoin. We are cryptocurrency. We yes. are digital. We are, and that means power, okay? So, I mean, yes. it sounds, this is factual stuff. Okay, what I was talking about earlier sounds like a science fiction movie, but they take, like I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my hair back right now, okay? That, that just that movement <laughs> is going to be data mined and that reinforces their energy into and it's it's digital currency so you're taking movement of man transformed into their new quote-unquote monetary system which is cryptocurrency yes. they completely control everything about the the monetary systems they always have we were just in a perception of being deceived and programmed and conditioned to think that there was freedom that there was uh the ability to have a quote unquote life of your own and they allowed that to a certain extent because they didn't want they wanted people to have uh, the thought that they were in control of something, you know. But now, of course, we've come down to now the, the times we're living in. You see, and you can see perfectly that they are taking they have, they're taking it very quickly now. They were always taking a little bit at a time away, but now they're taking a whole lot, uh, the majority of our freedoms, and letting it be right in our face that they're doing so. Um, this is this is a climatic time. These are going to be the times that are of of complete 
acknowledge it by a lot of people that, that, that had never seen before. And it's very critical, very critical timing, because a lot of these people will make a choice of either they want to go into complete cognitive dissonance again, or they are going to go, well, you know, I, I've, I've got to find out more, and I've got to know who, who, who's really you know, the master here, and I want to I want to make a choice of what I'm going to do with me and mine. We don't have much time for that. People need to make choices. So back to the B system, we are in this B system. We need to know how to... Uh, recognize it. To not be completely... Some, yes. Yeah. To recognize it for one, but not to be uh, programmed by it or to become... Um, for it to become elusive to us, we need to know exactly everything that comes out, how they are doing this. Because when we get into this kind of thing, into artificial intelligence and quantum, into quantum entanglement, this is a whole different show. I am not, you know, a computer geek to that to that degree. I am not an AI, you know, okay. philosopher or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. Or I'm not a coder. You know, but but we have to take this take the time to be able to learn about as much as we can. But if you break it down to the bottom, it's not as confusing. AI is the fallen and their offspring. It also is working with the fall, and the fall are the the deceivers' children of the serpent seed that have completely got into it with esoteric meanings, and, and it is it's a com- it's a concoction of evil. You know what I mean? Yes. So we gotta be we gotta be on our game. We have got, we as believers have got to be on our game and and get the knowledge from the Holy Spirit and discernment because these people. You know, I've heard so many people say, "Oh, these people are dumb." You know what I mean? Yes. These people are actually entities that have or bloodlines that have been uh, taught by the fallen. You know what I mean? Their children. And so they are not dumb, and I'm not giving them kudos or high fives, okay? Yes. They are not dumb, and we as believers are not dumb, but if we do not allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, yes, then we are ignorant. Yes, and that's the thing that we were trying to convey to the world, to you guys out there who are listening to this. The programming that they're doing is designed to keep you in complacency. It's designed... To control your life now. The days that you had where you had freedom to walk out the door to go to a movie, to go to a grocery store, those days are gone. The reason that they're doing this is because of what the Father has said in his word. The system, the last kingdom before Christ returns, this last system has to be set up. I call it the last empire because that's exactly what it is. Because the previous five empires mm-hmm. on this Daniel statue were also under the control of this, of Satan and his crew. But they all ended. They all failed. Every empire that he ever tried to create and make glass always ended in fall. We're seeing the last one right now. Not only are they taking over in the area of, of politics, but they're also right. taking over in the area of religion. And they're also taking over in the area of everyday control life of you. Because their plan is to eliminate as many as possible. They have a depopulation plan. They have an agenda to reach that. They also know that there are events that will occur that will 
enhance their ability to control even more. Otherwise, tighten the nut down more on the boat. That's their game as far as controlling us. They look at us as very simple. They call us sheep for a reason because it's because we follow things of man and not follow things of God. And that's the reason why you see the separation in the church. I believe the Father separated us from the church for this very reason because in the church, for some reason, it seems like that was one of Satan's most powerful tools. But the Father had taken that away because he's separating the wheat and the chaff right now. Otherwise, you are going to have to make a decision where you want to be or what side you're going to be on. But remember this, the Bible clearly states you cannot, you cannot serve two masters. You have to choose one or the other. We're, that's what we're trying to show you here. This is what the beast system is. This is what the last empire system is. That system there, once you accept the mark, once you accept and when they get to that point, they have not yet, but it's rapidly going that way in such a next break speed that is technology is already in place to be able to bring it about any day that they want. And then they're waiting on a specific time because once the event of, of chapter 6, verse 12 through 17 happens, they will move even faster to grab greater control of everybody. We're trying to show you uh, exactly what we mean. Do you? What was that post that you had about the, uh, what was it called? Oh, it's called, you mean the one they're putting in place right now? Yeah, the one, yeah, that one. Cryptocurrency? Yes. The the data mining with the body activity? Okay. Yeah, it's actually, um, I mean, you can look this up, uh, and I don't know if he can put it in the description underneath this, but I'll put the link on there. But it's called, um, then listen to this, W-O, okay? Yes. Two zero, it's two zero two zero, okay? Yes. And then it's zero six zero six zero six. I mean, how bright in your face is that? Basically, World Order 2020, and then zero six zero six zero. Well, the three sixes. I mean, it's cryptocurrency system using body activity data was what I was just talking about. And it's got drawings and it's got descriptions and everything. And this is what they're going to be using uh, in the tech way if it's coming through a bracelet or like we were talking about, you know, at one time about the tats or, or the tattoos or however way they want to use it so they can mark the person and they can surveillance that person and also data mine that person's activities. So it's a very, very interesting and it's very, very creepy and scary in the same breath. So we, every person, will, they want to be walking around, and I'm not talking just in the United States, I'm talking about globally, that they're going to want them to walk around with some type of system in their hands. It could be the phone, I don't know, uh, but they're going to implement it to where I'm sure it will be uh, shareable with your phone or, you know, because everybody has a phone. So it's going to be able to be accessed through different devices, I'm sure. But um, it is going to communicate and it's going to couple to a device so that the, that the person may verify, uh, you know, their body activity and, 
on different conditions and it's going to be set by a cryptocurrency system and basically it's going to be probably on an award cryptocurrency system to the person that is wearing it so here you come with that too i mean it's basically going to quote unquote award the user for doing activity now let me reinstate this again it sounds like a science fiction maybe but the reason they would award people for doing different activities and, and plus, I'm sure they'll do the whole thing of making it look like this is almost a game. Hey, if I go out and I go run two miles, I get this much put into my award bank. Getcha? Okay. Well, your award bank is going to be, you know, cryptocurrency of some sort, either Bitcoin or, or whoever. Okay. But it sounds crazy, but they data mine your activities through your body, which becomes a, a digital currency. Or who is pulling this, which is going to be the, the powers that be, whoever they fall into, whatever organization they, they pop on this. And that's money, monetary, digital, you know what I mean? Which is, that's what we're going to anyway, blockchain and all of that, you know, all those uh, tech forums, all those tech platforms. And they all integrate together to form a massive, yes. huge beast system. The, the beast just doesn't have one head. The beast has many, many tentacles that stretch out all over the place. And, but they all go back to the beast. Yes, and that's the thing about it, the, the system in itself. That's the reason why we were referring it to a system, because it is a system. It's controlled by AI, and AI is what they control. Because they can manipulate through AI, and they can manipulate the data. Otherwise, even though she said reward, but think about it this way. They can reverse that. They can also yeah. This yeah. not reward you for not doing certain activities. Just like China's social system that they had put into play. Some people, I mean, that was a real drastic, either good stuff you were being awarded for, or if you didn't do certain things, if you smoked on the street, or if they found you smoked, you would be taking your social, I mean, your social degrees off of your, you know, your social um, uh, credit score. And I mean, not just credit score, but in other ways, it would affect you in everything from trying to get a home, trying to buy buy something, trying to get credit. So they had a complete, uh, complete, well, of course, China is socialist anyway, but they had a, even an utmost way of manipulating the people to do things for them. Uh, and that's, that's basically, the, you know, in a nutshell, exactly what's going on here. It's socialism, but it's, you can't say socialism. It is a system. Right. It is a like system. That uh, acts like socialism along with a whole other Yes, and that's the reason why the system work will work so well. It's because of the cause and the effect. The reason why uh -huh. the Bible mentions in 13, there's a cause. He causes them to, to receive a mark for a very simple reason. Think about it. If you look at today's situation with the Corona-19 and the onslaught that happened when people started freaking out about it and the, uh -huh. the mass buying that went on, now you're seeing that they're saying... Because of that, you look at logistics of supply and demand. That affects that. At the same time, you look at where the supply comes from. Farmers, merchant, uh, manufacturing, things like that. 
Well, if you have a person that's infected, that breaks into the productivity. This is the way that they have designed the system to be able to control the movement of people. Correct. And the reason why the system will work on a cryptocurrency level is that because they will have control of the logistics of the supply. And the supply is what you will be able to purchase through cryptocurrency and through the social credit scores. Now, they'll come to a point where you will either you will become what they have now termed a world citizen. Okay? In order to be a world citizen, you have to, uh, otherwise, you have to pledge allegiance to their system. Which Correct. Will, okay. This is where it also mentions that those who do not take the mark mm-hmm. at a later point in time, not now, mm-hmm. but in time, will have to give their life as a testimony for God because they know the difference. And this is what we're trying to show you about the system. The system itself is being placed right now. It's more further along than what we can even describe to you right now. We're just touching the very top. Otherwise, we're just giving you the informational names of the system itself. Right. Programs. Right. As far as the logistics of it, how it works, how it moves, how it does things, that's that's fixing to be revealed because of COVID-19. Right. See, they're using the – yeah, I mean, they're very smart. They're very intelligent as far as getting the information out correctly. Mm -hmm. And – you have to know, and that's the reason why, because of the world takeover, I call it the silent takeover of the world, because they did it without a shot fired. And nobody did anything about it because they didn't recognize what it was. And that's okay. But the, this is, goes to the Father's plan. He knows every movement that they're going to make. He knows every detail, and he's given us the clues in the Bible. But he also gives us a clue to how to how we should conduct ourselves, how we should be toward one another. They want the same thing, but we have to be very careful about how they termino- how their terminology will be about it. That's the very important thing because they use deception in words, and that's the thing that the Father reminds us because we remember what the Father said in the beginning, especially Jesus in the beginning of Matthew 24. He said, take heed, let no man deceive you. That means take heed, let no man with empty words deceive you about things that are not going to pass or come to truth. That's what we're seeing. That's why a lot of people are waking up disillusioned to the fact that they thought that that things were going to go according to what certain things were said. And I'm being very careful in saying what I'm saying because I want you to understand. Politics is not my field. I don't trust... I'm not into politics because I'm more interested in showing you all what the beast system is because it is the system that we are now under. We're just in the, we're in the beginning stages of it, but that is soon to change because it's going to go faster and faster. Right, and I'm, I'm going to interject this again because there has been so much um, dissension between people with politics. I was brought up in a very patriotic household. My mother was a election judge. And so I was around politics 
all my life, you know what I mean? Yes. And very, uh, my family was vested in doing what they needed to do for their country, and I understand that. I'm a very patriotic person. But with that, if, if somebody is in politics and, and they, you know, that that's great as far as where their heart is and is as far as who are they working for well, who, who what master do they serve you know what i mean and that's what we've come down to even in politics which i do i don't like to talk about politics too much but i do know this that if somebody's heart is god first the father first you know what I mean? And they lean not on their understanding, but the fathers. Yes. That if they do get into politics because they feel that's what they're led to do, yes. then gung-ho. You know what I mean? Hallelujah for somebody getting it. Because we don't live of this world, but we do live in it. And we all have had or will have different occupations in our life. So if a person is is feels in their heart that that's where they need to go to try to make a difference. That's a tough route. That's yes. probably one of the, the almost horriblest occupations a person could have with all the evil that is in it. Yes. They have to be a warrior and they have to be a fighter and they have to stand on the promises of Father and go in there and have a spiritual knockdown drag out with evil all the time. And we and, and for people like that, we really need to stand in agreement and pray for them. Yes. When we know that that is their, that's what they do and that's what they have vested themselves in is to try to get what the Father wants us to do is fight in the spiritual realm against evil. That might be their platform to do is stand in that literal hellhole yes. and try to fight the deceiver. Now, back to that, and you know, I'm just saying that because there's just been so much decision about you know politics, and, and it is so... Ugh. And that's why I stay away from it, except I am a patriot. I mean, I'm going to be a patriot, but first, I am... A child of the Most High Father. Yes. Okay, and that's where I spend my time is in the spiritual realm, not on Depend- politics. Right. Uh, but I'll fight all day against about what's in politics that's speaking evil. And we need we need people like that that stand on the outs of that and say, okay, we're going to fight these these entities in the spiritual realm. And uh, so in some way, fashion, or form, we all need to work together in the spirit to be able to fight the good fight and fight the deceiver, no matter if he's in an organization called whatever to a corporation called whatever, and, or just in the world, we need to fight evil no matter where it sits in office, period, yeah, Yes. no matter what. Yes, and that's the thing about understanding what the Bible narrative is as far as where we should be in as Christ and understanding evil. Paul is the best area to, to do that. Paul talks more about the condition mm-hmm. of man, the condition of society, condition of government, condition of people. Yes. And then if you want good reference, that's where you should go first. Because right. he explains to us that the difference between the corruption and the difference between the righteous. Yes. We have to distinguish, and that's the reason why when we are shown things in the spiritual realm, and that's where me and Deb fight a lot in the spiritual realm because that's what we've been called to because we see the things that they are doing otherwise the fallen their children their bloodline and it trickles on down because it all leads back to one to one pacific angel and that's satan 
that's what we're watching. That's who we're watching. We're watching them. And we're not watching people because you have to understand there's a distinction. Because there's a seed of a woman and there's a seed of the serpent. Both are separated, but both have bloodlines. And we are watching the bloodline of the serpent because they are in the midst of doing a global silent takeover. In fact, we could pretty much say, and I will say this, we pretty much know that they have pretty much accomplished that because of the, the way that the suppression is. Now, are there good people battling? Yes. Uh, nothing to take no credit away from them because they are. But the Father's word, when he says these things will come to pass, they will come to pass. Regardless yes. of what political prophecy has got to be fulfilled. Yes. Prophecy, I mean, bottom line, prophecy has got to be fulfilled. Right. I mean, period. Period. So, mm-hmm. That's the reason why we're here, and that's the reason why we're doing this podcast, because we're going to be bringing you more about what they're doing, and we're talking about the seed. We're talking yeah. about how they're going to use technology. We're going to bring you up to date where, how, and what certain areas that they're moving in because we want you to be informed but always remember this always collaborate through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God because like she said, lean not on your own understanding the Bible's very clear for all prophecies it's not inspired by the will of men but by godly men moved by God in the Spirit and that's in, yes. that's in Peter, in the book of Peter. I believe it's the first chapter, chapter 1, and the last two verses of chapter 1 of Second Peter. So if you want to look that up, look that up, because that's how, we, that's how me and her operate. And yes. we do that because we, what we're doing now, we're doing it out of love. We're letting yeah. you guys know that, hey, each of us are in a battle of some sort. But recognize who's creating the battle and what you're battling against. Absolutely. Find out what you're, what the battle is and where it's coming from, and then go to the Bible and ask the Father. And for many of y'all who haven't, <coughs> who haven't chosen to follow the Father, we'd like to give you this invitation. Because your decision now, right now, depends on your decision. We are just showing you the door because the salvation comes to Jesus Christ only. He says, I am the way and the truth and the light. No man can before the Father except through me. That's right. The Father sent his son to Calvary to pay the price of sin for you. You have a choice. That's the reason why he said you cannot choose this day whom you will serve. There is a time coming where you will be forced to make a choice. You have the free will now to choose because when you, you get to that point where they force you, it could cost your life. I'm not yes. kidding. And the thing that we have to understand is because of the Father's work. The Father's word will manifest itself through prophecy. It's, like I said, you have a choice now. If you want to be saved, all you have to do is read John 3.16. And quote that scripture. Quote that scripture. And then get down on your knees and say, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. You don't have to make it elaborate. You just make it simple. It's easy. He hears you where you are. He will come to you. 
He will give you discernment. I would suggest you get a Bible, read it, because it, your life will depend on that Bible. He'll place those words in your heart during these times that we're going to be coming, going through even more. So we ask you and we offer you the opportunity to do this. But like I said, the choice is yours. But that time is coming to an end where the choice will be made for you or they'll force you into making a choice. So we're going to end here for tonight. And uh, thank you, Deb, for doing what you did. And the research you did was excellent. And we're going to... We're going to be doing the same in the next couple of days. We should have another podcast out, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Depends on how the Holy Spirit leads us because we're always led by that. So I want to thank you all for being with us, and you all have a blessed evening, and good night to you, Deb. You too, brother. I appreciate you very much. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.